So graduate school. Grad yes. school. Yeah. Grad, grad school. school. Yeah. I'm just gonna grab a drink of water quick. Be You're totally yeah. fine. I'm gonna. My throat is parched too, so yes, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of talking involved in this. Water. Break. I always feel like I need to go like chug a gallon of water until yes. we record. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, you, like we mentioned just now, you were born and raised in Wisconsin, went to Wisconsin for your bachelor's and PhD, stopped by in Australia for a short stint in the middle of that. And then now mm-hmm. you're in the Netherlands. So three different places. Mm-hmm. You've experienced academia mm-hmm. in three different continents, right? That yeah. is quite, you know, yes. amazing. <laughs> and I guess to you, was there anything that really stuck out when you first got to Australia or when you first got to Netherlands that, oh, this is really different from being in academia in the U.S.? Yes, absolutely. Because before I left, I thought everyone's system was the same as the U.S. system. <laughs> right. I'm not sure at all. That's very American of me to think, you know, every other place is, is the same system. But in Australia, uh, there as well, the undergraduate degree, the bachelor's degree was only three years. And I thought that was the Mm -hmm. craziest thing to smush all the classes into three years. But then also when I came to the Netherlands, they told me the same thing. A bachelor's degree is three years. And then to add to that, they told me basically everyone goes on to a master's degree which was not my experience in the U.S. at all. When I went on to my master's degree, most of my classmates immediately got a job in industry. Mm-hmm. Most people, mm-hmm. I would say, went into the food industry and got a normal nine-to-five job. And mm-hmm. so I could not comprehend that yeah. every bachelor's student then went on to the master's program. But it is because in three years, you can't, it's like you can't learn everything. And mm-hmm. so the food companies here don't hire those people right out of their bachelor's degree. They want them to get the master's degree. So it mm-hmm. ends up taking five-ish years anyways. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting how mm-hmm. it really differs from, from place yeah. to place. Yeah. Yes. And also the school, perhaps we could just, this, this is kind of like introducing Amanda, the uh the, the, the Dutch system of uh, <laughs> education, uh, but, but also yeah. The, so so the so so the exciting three years of their bachelor's is packed with mm-hmm. courses, right? So so it's not as uh, and, and I know Abby, you 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 are taking some teaching duties here, mm-hmm. here in, in Wageningen. Uh, you you would also know like those courses are really really intense yes. courses. It's not uh, it's it's not like you know, you know I think in the U.S. undergrad kind of you make your own schedule mm-hmm. right if you're if you're a, not a morning person you could start your day around 11 a.m and that's uh that's right. totally acceptable and you have the freedom full flexibility of doing mm-hmm. it um but uh here in the netherlands all courses happens once a year yep and you have to catch the train uh, mm-hmm. otherwise you would be delayed um, so are and- you guys saying that basically if I entered as a first year bachelor student mm-hmm. as my peer, we're going to take the whole set of courses in the same order in the same semester, essentially. It's a little bit more structured and less, I guess, like freedom to play around mm-hmm. with when. There are electives. Uh, mm-hmm. There are electives, but the course uh, schedule of the day is quite 
the same, right? You start at with eight eight thirty, eight thirty normally. I in the think morning. so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yes. The, and and all of these because uh, they 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 are going on a period pro, uh, a mm-hmm. period um, system, meaning that uh, the longest period is like two months. Right. So so and and that during that two month pretty much every day of the week at yes. least for half of a day for the yes. course right for for one given course mm, i see i see yeah the class mm. schedule was so difficult for me to learn actually because yeah. mm-hmm. i was used to semesters there's two semesters in a year academic yes. year here they do six periods in the academic year oh two of them are shorter than the other four so it's it's like yeah, you're like, wait, what class is happening now? But it's yeah. it's very intense because during a certain period, they'll probably only have two classes. One is a morning class and one is afternoon. So they're in those classes for like hours. It's all morning or all oh afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't really like yeah. take a break and go in between. It's it's really like a two, three hour seminar and you're just mm-hmm. trying to absorb oh, yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as you can. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. That is really different. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would be able to succeed mm-hmm. in that environment with my yeah. short yeah. attention span. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, Amanda, our, our, our mutual friends uh, who, who have came here for for uh, the, the master's program, right, right. They, yeah. It was it was a culture shock to, to, yeah, to really do absolutely. it. Uh, it was already enough of a culture shock for yeah. uh, uh, Abby and I to to just yes. like right. follow along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Abby. So I know you used to teach classes about it back at University of yes. Wisconsin. Are you doing something similar at Wahanington as well? Yes. So I help teach in, we have three, three-ish dairy science classes. So I teach mm-hmm. in partly in all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so two are for master's students, one are for bachelor's students. Gotcha, gotcha. And how how is the teaching experience for you similar or different between yeah. teaching? Because you and... don't have to teach in Dutch, right? <laughs> no, I don't know enough Dutch to teach in Dutch. <laughs> right. Thank yeah. goodness. The yeah, the most shocking part is because uh, I work with two professors very closely, and we sort of divvy up the lectures for each right. class. Like we each take part of them. And so when I first started, I might just take one. And I was like, that'll be easy. Like, you know, lecturing in Madison, our class periods were 50 minutes, like a 50 minute lecture. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that'll fly by. And then they told me they're like, no, each lecture. What is it? I think it's like 45 minutes times two is a lecture here. And I was like, my gosh, that's so much time. But that's like a lot of time to be engaging and talking. And Mm -hmm. wow, that's very intense for the lecturer Mm -hmm. and the student both. Yes. And the professors really take it very seriously, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's like an an ultimate excuse if you say that here, uh, like I'm part of a course. And the other yes. party, whoever wants to initiate a meeting, initiate mm-hmm. anything, so back uh, off, would like, just okay. would just back off. Yeah, and yeah, this right. is uh, and people know it's it's temporary, right? Because mm-hmm. all of these periods are one or two months long, mm-hmm. uh, so so they can catch you afterwards. But um, if you're teaching, it's, it's yeah, it's that's the, so the, the priority. That's very yeah. different, right? Yeah. Because what you have to remember is like this is every morning of the week or every afternoon. So if you're teaching that course, there's like no prep time. Like you better be ready to go five days a week. We're in, I was used to like, maybe I lectured 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like that'd be a normal class schedule. So like, at least you knew you had like a day if you had to catch up or had to finish something. Mm -hmm. But here, like when your class starts, you like gotta be ready. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's so intense. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of sort of grading system or the type mm-hmm. of assignments that you assign to your students um, how how would you say that differs between I guess the more American education system yeah. versus the Dutch so I it took a while for me to get used to grading here because they grade zero to ten like ten is the best grade and I think oh. you need a 5.5 to pass where mm-hmm. I'm used to thinking like out of a, a hundred like Okay, of 90, you're like, oh, good job, good job. (laughs) Yes, so it's very different. And then one time I was trying to explain to my Dutch coworker the concept of curving the grade. (laughs) (laughs) They don't do that here. There's no curving? No, I was like, everyone gets a 40% on the exam. Everyone gets a C? And she's like, that just wouldn't happen. And I was like, really? (laughs) Yes. Curving. Yeah. Yes. That's a novel concept. Yeah. (laughs) And and also the the expectation is not the same, right? But it's Mm -hmm. from the zero to 10 to zero to 100. It's not just divided by 10. Right. Uh, The expectation of of really a 90% on the U.S. scale, Mm -hmm. uh, that's almost impossible to get here. Yes, yes. You will be a superstar. So the tests are designed to be extremely challenging and difficult. You're not really expected to know everything. Uh, You you just, it's not, uh, yeah, because you're thinking of it like out of 100% and you'd get like a certain points off but basically it's kind of like a rubric where 10 is like you're a genius and nine is like you're almost a genius so basically you (laughs) never see a 10 or a nine like they're just not given it's on the scale but it's not used yeah gotcha gotcha so so it's really like the distribution like the nine and ten are really the tails of uh of the tail uh, whereas uh i don't think the u.s grading is really follow like a normal Mm -mm. distribution it's more of a really skewed distribution towards uh, yeah given grades yeah right and Um, then in terms of like the student experience because one thing that kind of struck me out as very american when i first came to the u.s for college mm -hmm. was the amount of classroom participation that is expected Mm -hmm. and graded upon how would you say that works in the netherlands is that also like a core component of of the courses you know i don't think i've ever seen like you know in some u.s classes you'll get a participation grade like you got to raise your hand and talk a certain amount i've never seen that here right poor ta sitting in the back trying to figure out everyone's name (laughs) (laughs) definitely i've teach so i would call it like a lab class but here they're practicals but you're in a lab and then like the, the supervisor will make sure like everyone's working together, but I've never seen it be like a formal grade how it often is in the U.S. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also, well, from the few courses I've helped, there's also no like show up points. Right. You don't, right. You don't just right. uh, come to course and then, then you're already at 50% or something. No, no. Oh. <laughs> so, so you really, uh, yeah. And the, 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 
how do you say the the items, the grading items are are are, are bigger chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and then final exam could be like eighty percent or seventy yes. percent of your total. Oh, yes, that is yeah. actually yeah. nerve wracking. So I thought so too. Upon that last exam, in yes, some of the yes. classes, I want to say their grade might be final exam and one lab report and you don't know that great until the period is over and I think that's more normal here where in the U.S. students would be like this isn't okay like I don't know my grade (laughs) at all yeah (laughs) yeah they'll be like sending 100 emails I know they'll be waiting outside the professor's Mm -hmm. like Uh office um can we talk about this yes (laughs) exactly yeah I I think that's a good segue for us to talk about since we brought up the question of professors, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk a lot mm-hmm. about classes that people take, but in terms of lab research, right, writing papers, um, kind of on the academia side mm-hmm. of things when you get into the master's and PhD realm, how does that differ for you guys, um, you know, between U.S. system, the Dutch system, and even the Australian system, since mm-hmm. Abby, you were there for a right. short bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in the US, it's kind of like your one advisor, your one professor, he has his own lab. And the only mm-hmm. people in that lab are his students. Mm-hmm. And the same was true in Australia. Like my advisor had a lab, that's where we worked. But then when I came to Vaheninga, I was in for a shock because it's not like that. So I'm technically in like the food quality and design group and say there's 10 professors within that group. All the students, all the PhDs, the masters, any bachelor students, we all share like the same four labs. It doesn't matter like who your advisor is. Everyone shares the same space, all the equipment, like it's set up totally different. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. That must make scheduling sort of a challenge too yes. with equipment because it's already hard enough when you have like a lab of eight people. So right. when you have a larger group than that, I imagine it's a little bit more complex yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and I think the hierarchy is a little bit different, yes. right? So you have uh, the the uh, bachelor, well, like all masters are mm-hmm. only required to do a lab work, uh, a period of, uh, of a master's thesis for six months. Mm-hmm. So they're really not in the lab as frequent so the right. primary users are, are are all the phds right the, the people who are working on their phds mm-hmm. um and the um the expectation is also different i think uh, i think all all three of us have gone through a, a master program in the u.s mm-hmm. where primarily our job was to do research yes uh, and, yes and, or at least let's say 50 percent you're hired yeah. to do research um, first of all, they don't get a salary here. Yeah, uh, for, I know. For, oh, for the don't? masters uh, no. pro- to work that's on, sad. but also they don't pay a lot of tuitions, so that's that okay, kind of yeah, cancels yeah, out. Yeah, it evens it yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but that aside, it, it's like uh, I think in the U.S., uh, if you are a research-based master, you are considered as a an active mm-hmm. lab member. Uh, yes. You participate in all the meetings. Uh, you you interact directly with the professor, etc. Uh, but but here, most of the uh, master thesis students uh, work with a, a PhD or a, a postdoc mm-hmm. as their primary supervisor, and, oh, um, okay. and, and so 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 there's this extra layer here, right? So so if you're a ma- master degree, you don't directly really do mm-hmm. much, and right. the expectation is not that you need to publish or you need to 
really have a very um, elaborated uh, thesis work, as probably some of us have have worked on in our past. Yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I, there is a huge difference between a master's program in the US versus here, because I only learned this when I got here. So the master's degree here is also two years, where in the US, I would say it takes two, two and a half years. But the first whole year is classes, which that was my Uh, master's degree, like I did have to take classes, but that was not the priority. I was just expected to do them. The priority was research, and that's how you are going to get your master's degree. So it was like, it's basically in the US, two years of a research project. We're here, the first year is classes. And the second year, it's like half your research project, half an internship at a company. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's totally different. And like Ben said, because of that, you don't get like a stipend. Mm, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it seems also that the master student a lot of time is mentored maybe more yes. by a postdoc or PhD student instead of a professor. And is right. that your experience as a postdoc at Wahinningen as well? Do you have master students that you mentor? Yes. So I would I mentor both bachelor students and master students because bachelor students are also required to do even shorter uh, research oh, project. Okay. And it's true. Like in the U.S., if a master student was hired, the professor would be like, "Go into lab, do it." Like you know, yeah. like you're kind of on your own. You have to yeah. figure it out. We're here. They're always met, matched up with at least like two supervisors. I would say. Oh. It might be like an assistant professor and their PhD student have a master's student. Gotcha, gotcha. So a little bit more guidance, I guess, right? Yeah, I would say like a lot more guidance because um, I think here you have to have what's called a daily supervisor and a promoter. So it's not, you can't have one supervisor here. We're in the U.S., Mm -hmm. You have you have one supervisor. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say your fate to graduate or yes. not could just run yes. on one single right. person, where it mm-hmm. seems a little bit right. more spread out. Yeah, yes, because I think it ties to like who pays the research mm-hmm. uh, and um, whether the um, uh, who is the main PI, a, a yeah. principal investigator. In, in in the Netherlands, I think it's more spreaded, and mm-hmm. monies are often shared. So that well, first of all, taking the master student off the plate that that they they're not obligated to do research or conduct mm-hmm. uh, funded research, right? They're, 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 right? There's no stipend involved, so they don't they, they're not tied to any project. Um, and for PhDs, oftentimes uh, there are uh, co-supervisors or, or uh, mm-hmm. co-investigators on the team uh, who could be a younger or, or more junior. Uh, academic, uh, like like assistant or associate professor, yes. or, or so even sometimes a postdoc, right? So depending mm-hmm. on like who's involved in the grant, and then, then there's a really a, a bigger what what here is called a promoter, which almost have to be always a uh, a full professor, right? And then, and here I, I like how they really say it's prof someone. Yes, like I I, I think even ah. like. Like even like DJ McClements would would just yeah. be like Doctor McClements, but like uh-huh. here it gotta be like a professor yeah. McClements. There's a lot yeah. more like formality in terms of addressing uh, people. 
a little bit. Um, well, well, I mean, day to day is very casual, but、mm-hmm. um,、yeah. like if you write it out on paper, it has to be、oh, uh, like the, the professor is really the prof is really、mm-hmm. earned of a title. Gotcha, gotcha.、Yeah. I remember in the U.S., we'll just be like, "Hi, Pam," <laughs> call them、yeah. by their first name. <laughs>、yeah. No, that that's fine. That's fine. That's often、yeah. done here too. But it's just. If you write an email, you you or or especially introduced to some other parties,、uh, that、mm-hmm. that title and everything, I, I think it's also an influence from the British system. I think、uh, so. Perhaps, yeah, yeah to, to have、uh, much of a yeah. 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 So Abby, since you're I guess like doing more mentorship now of、mm-hmm. bachelor but also master students, how does that? I mean, I'm not sure if that this is something you also did in Wisconsin.、Mm-hmm. How is that experience like? You know. Well, what are I guess some of the things that you have picked up from being in this position? Yes, I've I I've learned a lot, and it's funny because every student is so different, and what they need varies so much. Like I can get one student who is super independent, and I can tell like they kind of want me to be hands off. But then the、oh. next student I meet with, they're like too scared to go into lab alone, and they want me to go with them the first couple of times.、Mm-hmm. And it's it's like that. It's like you have to adjust to every different student.、Right. And it's like I've started to think of it as like a weird form of parenting. Like every child <laughs> is different and special, and they need、yeah. different things to be successful.、Yeah. But it's true. Like you know, some people are very nervous about lab work, and others are really nervous about writing. And so、mm-hmm. I just try to pick, sort of pick up on those cues and be like, "What do you need from me?" Uh huh. I love the analogy to parenting、yes. because that is、yeah. so true. But also, it's great that you kind of modify your style depending on the、yes. student needs. I think a lot of times, at least in my experience, this might not be true for everyone. Sometimes advisors can have、mm-hmm. very like, "This is how I do things,、yes. like it or not. This is what it is." Right? Yeah.、So、I think it's great that you're able to flex as needed. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. I think a lot of, especially maybe maybe this is a stereotype, but the older、yeah. a professor gets, they get、mm-hmm. very set in their ways. Right?、Yes. This is how you、yes. do it.、Mm-hmm. This is how you schedule a meeting or don't schedule a meeting. Like this is how, yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. I can totally see it. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's kind of an extra value that you learn from working on a PhD or a postdoc in the Netherlands. Is、mm-hmm. you, you kind of act as this facilitator、right. between、mm-hmm. the、uh, the student and the older. Uh, or, or the more senior、uh, professors, yes, and and, and、um, you know the style of of the、mm-hmm. uh, of the,、uh, the 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 profs, and、um, so so you have to almost adjust yourself、right. to match the students, then to kind of act as the translator layer, yes, to、uh, to to then report up,、uh, which I think is a very important skill to have.、Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Where you are in, in the future,、um, industry or academia, absolutely.、Uh, Yes. So I'm not too familiar with a postdoc, Abby.、Mm-hmm. Is that a set amount of time,、uh, like a two-year contract,、yeah. or is it kind of there's no end date to it? How's that? How does that、yes. usually work? Yeah. So I think it depends where you go. So in Bahinenga, you could be a postdoc up to four years, and then you cannot be a postdoc anymore. But I know a lot of places it's a two-year contract.、Um, so it can really depend. Usually, ideally, you would only want to be a postdoc for a couple years because it's sort of、mm-hmm. seen as like 
extra training if you want to get a professorship to become mm-hmm. an assistant professor. So you right. don't want to postdoc so long that you never get an assistant <laughs> professor yeah. role. It's like a stepping stone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, so I have been in Bahandinga almost for a year and we just renewed my contract for one more year. So I, I would like, okay. to, I think it'd be perfect to stay here two years. Mm-hmm. I, I really love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Great. And, um, and perhaps, you know, Amanda, you've been asking a lot of questions, so we're going to mm-hmm. throw this one to you <laughs> uh, or, or uh, after hearing a lot about uh, right. you know, grad school and everything. And Abby, you too, like yeah. you're technically not in grad school anymore. Right. Uh, uh, right. So, so what do you, perhaps Amanda, you go first. Uh, uh, okay. what, what do you miss about being a grad student? I know we talked about, we, we had like that uh, reflection. Uh, yeah, few, we've uh, had a few well, that, that was like a year it. ago or something. Yeah. And now you're like, like more tangled in the uh, the food industry. And yeah, doing yeah. I would say it's been about two and a half years since I graduated with my master's. And I think what I really miss about grad school is sort of the camaraderie of everyone mm-hmm. struggling together mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but also I really like, I think a lot of professors go into it because they truly love the field and the subject and the passion that they have for what they spend decades of their life researching, like you can feel it when you talk to them. Mm -hmm. And that might be something that is different from industry, right? I think a lot of people industry, we go in, put our nine to five, go home. But I think in academia, because of the conditions of academia, I think you really have to have a love and passion for the subject to, to endure some parts of it. So I think being in that very like intellectually stimulating environment, having a lot of professors who you can just, you know, drop by and chat with them. And I I really, really love that atmosphere. And, Mm. you know, I I think that's probably the number one thing that I miss is just the people and the, you know, the intellectual atmosphere and being able to just, you know, have those conversations, drop by someone's lab, bounce an idea around Mm. with them. Uh, Yeah, that, that, that would be my number one. Yeah. yeah, that's very yeah. nice. I think similar to Amanda, I would say I miss my friends. Like going to grad school every day is like getting to see your good friends. Because mm-hmm. like Amanda said, in grad school, you make friends so easily because you have the same stressors as the people mm-hmm. around yes. you. Like you're all right. in the same boat. And exactly. now that I'm a postdoc, a postdoc is kind of like a promoted grad student, I would say. Like you have your degrees, but I'm still in like lab and teaching, you know, doing that. And honestly, I think a postdoc is like the best position because like you're not a grad student anymore. So people don't constantly challenge you and be like, well, did you try this? Like, why is that wrong? How do you know? Like Mm -hmm. you get a little more respect and you don't have like the responsibility of an assistant professor yet. Like I don't do like paperwork and, and like have mm-hmm. to do funding stuff. Like mm-hmm. I have a ton of freedom and yeah. can, you know, teach, I can mentor. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really free position to mm-hmm. have. And, yeah. yeah. A little bit mm-hmm. more respect and authority, yes. but not all yeah. of the responsibilities. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to worry about graduation. And that's uh... right. Like, I feel yeah. like 
most things I do not miss about grad school. I had a great time in grad school, but I felt like it was always like you were always in a pressure cooker. Like you're always thinking like my research, my research, what like Mm -hmm. you like, I never took a break. So so now I'm like more calm and relaxed. I'm like, it's okay. It'll it'll turn out fine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is definitely a very intense environment. I Mm -hmm. definitely felt what you were saying for the the two years, which is why I did not continue on to my PhD. A lot of respect for people who do both of you guys, right? It is it is challenging challenging you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. uh p- perhaps on that note uh, our final question to conclude our discussion about grad school would, would be like what are some advice that uh, we could share maybe just one piece mm-hmm. right to, that mm-hmm. we would want to share with uh, the fellow uh students or professional young professionals want to return to 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 uh studies um like like what's maybe one thing uh let's just focus on like your whether you're in the u.s and europe you're, mm-hmm. you're doing more of a research-based grad school uh, for master or phd uh so name one advice uh maybe mana could go first oh you know, wait i'm being interviewed too <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were interviewing well, i don't know like yeah i, I okay I'll, I'll give my one cent or two cents yeah. um for someone who's trying to go back into grad school potentially I would say be clear about why you want to do it and kind of keep that top of mind, right? Some people go into it because they love it and they are okay spending 12 hours a day in the lab, but not everyone is like that. And I think a lot of times in grad school, people compare themselves and beat themselves Mm -hmm. over it when they don't show the same level of dedication and passion as other people, but that's not the path for everyone. Sometimes someone wants to get a master's degree to refresh their skills, to gain certain skills that is a stepping stone for them onto their next career. And that's totally okay too, right? So I would say like being clear about what you want, why you're doing this, and then keeping your eye on the North Star and then just mm-hmm. going at it would be my advice for people. Yeah, I think yeah. you stole mine. Oh, that's funny. I have a different one. So I can go (laughs) some time to think. (laughs) So I'll do one that I think would be really easy for a bachelor's student to do. And I would say, actually talk to the professors who teach your classes. Because I remember as an undergrad, I kind of thought the professors were like, weird, like gods, like they're, I don't know, like on a different species, like, what are they doing? They're like kind of annoying and assign you homework. But the professors are probably experts in the food industry. Like they are probably known around the world for their work. Yes. Yes. And they probably know a ton of people in the food industry and can open so many doors for you. So if you can just go up and talk to them, like stop by their office and ask them a question because they have all these opportunities for you. Like maybe you could work in their lab. Maybe they can help get you an internship. And so I just think actually use the professors as a resource. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, good that's advice. Good I got one of my internships just yes. because through of going through my professor. So I don't think people expect that, right? Yeah, you haven't really like had a chance to interact with professors and just oh, they're just somebody who teach classes, right? There's right. so much more to that than that. And I think yeah, I I said that because I don't know about you guys, but my parents were always just like work really hard and like good things will come to you. <laughs> and of course, yeah. like you should work hard. But honestly, like most opportunities in my life 
came because someone thought of me for an opportunity. They're like, oh, I have this project. Like, I'm going to ask Abby. She'd be perfect for it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you people are so important. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 And I, I will probably just add something uh, about, like, don't go into that one specific subject that you're super interested because it occurred to me, it was mm-hmm. like I, I got into involved with research early and, and uh, mm-hmm. for, for a very long period of time, I, was, I thought only about that one specific topic that I want to work on. Uh, but uh, if you take a step back and look at more of the bigger picture, uh, it's possible that there are many other opportunities um, uh, that will come to you by talking to people, mm-hmm. uh, by, by understanding your cl- clear goal so that uh, you, you're not just hanging on one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're much bigger. It. Yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. mu- much bigger, especially for food research, right? There are many disciplines, fields oh, that yeah. you can you can mm-hmm. approach, um, and all of them have their own uh, uh, special um, attractions right. that would stimulate your interest potentially. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Be open to change because things may change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And uh, well, so. Um, think that's all for uh this episode and uh, for abby uh, to be on our podcast and thanks so much uh, for all of your inputs and we, we certainly have fun uh talking yeah to you absolutely and- it's so great yes. to hear from you yeah i no. thank you for joining us i think this is very very informative the past hour that we spent yeah um, yes. Really appreciate you Great. coming on on a Sunday evening. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, it has yeah. been a pleasure. It's been very fun to talk to you guys. Awesome. Yeah. And if you guys want to go check out Abby's YouTube channel once again, it is Abby the Food Scientist. Type it into YouTube. It should pop right up. Um, mm-hmm. And Ben, do you want to close this out? Uh, sure. Yeah. So you can also um, subscribe and like our um, podcast. Uh, you can find us on all podcast channel uh, platforms. And if you have questions or uh, suggestions, you can reach out uh, to us at um, fihpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye-bye.